0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of General Nerd Sense, the podcast from Shieldwall Productions that talks about anything and everything. Oh, generally nerdy, hence the name Ah, Ahaha. I honestly love that joke. And on this episode, we have myself, John. And Jacob. Yes, and the past couple of episodes, recently at least, we've been on tear talking about character archetypes. We have done the Barbarian, the Paladin, the Rogue, and
1: now it is time for the Ranger. Indeed. And... The ranger has always specifically been one of my favorite archetypes. Yes. Um, even from a very young age, like, I've always kind of liked the ranger trope, the character, like... The weaponized outdoorsman. Yeah. I remember as as a kid, the ranger's apprentice books were always really cool to mm-hmm. me. And I, I liked that huntsman, you know, outdoorsy super self-sufficient,
0: yeah. self-reliant, living off the land sort of thing. I like the appeal. I love the appeal. I'm just indoorsy. Yeah. Now, the ranger archetype that I initially first connected with, for those who know me and perhaps, or at least, have gotten to know me throughout the Existence of Shields Wall a podcast, probably because, no surprise, would be Aragorn. Yeah. He is a perfect example of a ranger archetype. Um, one of the Dunedain rangers. Very much good at living off the wild, living in the wild, tracking, um, foraging, all that sort of thing. And, He's no slouch in combat, but has ranged ability, at least, if we're looking at the movies in the first film, In the Minds of Moria, where he's as good, almost as good a shot as Legolas with his bow. He doesn't rely on it as much. He relies on swords, predominantly, but that's kind of the ranger's thing, is you you have the ranged ability, sure, but you're going to be kind of a jack-of-all-trades sort mm-hmm. of thing in terms of combat. You do not do, unless you focus things, you very much have the ability to kind of do all things well enough. Yeah.
1: Um. And it's it's interesting enough that you see that as one of the elements of the class very often is being more or less, you know, a self sufficient Jack Voltar. You'll rates. be able to
0: pull your own weight and account for yourself. You won't really be able to carry that of others, barring extenuating circumstances. You know, if someone's just down and you roll very well and the dice are kind to you, but you're never going to be the party burden in combat. Yeah. Especially, you know, either, whether it's ranged or melee, or even to a degree, spellcasting. Because mm-hmm. um, rangers, at least in Dungeons and Dragons in Fifth Edition, they do have spellcasting ability. At second level, you do learn uh, spellcasting.
1: D anD D's thing, kind of overall though, is like magic for everyone. Yes, you get magic, you get magic. But some things, yeah.
0: but not all spellcasters are created equal. True. Sure. So, in terms, if it's, you know the spellcasting mm-hmm. ability, thing, you know if spellcasting encounter, you as a ranger you, at second level, you'll be able to pull your own weight there too mm. which is being able to play your weight in melee magic and range but like, like that
1: is key probably one of the biggest elements too i mean it's kind of in the name is that element of range typically yes. you see rangers with ranged weapons looking mm-hmm. one of the most common is you know bows and you'll see occasionally crossbows but that's a little bit more
0: yeah in terms of just equipment because i have the yeah. basic features here um your armor is going to be the light or medium armor, shield, mm-hmm. you know, shields like your your um leather your leather and... buck your bucklers, your wooden bucklers, you know, the round shield, maybe mm-hmm. a kite shield, but not technically a big one. You're not going to get the big. You see the big tower shields as a ranger? No, not really. A lot of bucklers. Um, your and... weapons are going to be you know simple weapons, martial weapons, you know, throwing swords, knives, throwing knives, axes, whatever. Um, two short swords or sim- or two simple melee weapons, or you can just do one handed whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, simple pack or an you know backpack or explorer pack or whatever and mm-hmm. then it specifically speci- it specifies in terms of equipment a longbow and a quiver of 20 arrows oh, okay so you know you're not gonna have range capability for
1: very long for more than literally 20 shots but that's something yeah um and i mean 20 shots in a fantasy setting is enough a, yeah if whatever you're sh- to quote archer if whatever you're shooting at isn't dead by the time you run out of ammo you're probably shooting at a dragon
0: yes now as a ranger his in terms of literary jokes rangers are kind of the best equipped to deal with dragons if they have p- a particular equipment yeah again i'll reference tolkien your bard the bowman is another ranger type mm-hmm. character a mariner mostly because he's a waterman he wa- does the boat stuff as a day job he's a very good shot with the bow and requires a black arrow to take out a tra- dragon and tolkien and he does it yeah with a black
1: arrow um, so and you also typically with rangers see that marksman ability um, yes. even going back to things like robin hood
0: yes um in terms of fighting style they have you, you know you are art you're an archer for sure um but you're also a close quarter shooter in terms mm-hmm. of um you can uh you're trained to making close ranged close quarter range attacks and you don't suffer a penalty for being um what's it at a disadvantage for it.
1: And and I guess I've always liked that, you know, the Rangers are the Chuck Norris, you know, Texas Ranger style DD character trope. They rely you know, they don't need
0: to rely on anyone because they got everything they need and they can provide for themselves. Yeah. And indeed their party. Uh because your ranger will be a, a a ranger in your party is some is one of the character types you really want to have in your party. Um because difficult or er, traveling through difficult terrain with a ranger doesn't slow your group's travel. Um, your group can't become lost except by magical means.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna have easier time finding like foraging and hunting, surviving off the land if you're doing a more survival oriented job. And if you forage
0: for food, if, when you're a ranger, um when you're traveling when you're traveling in your favorite terrain because you can pick your favorite terrain as a ranger when you're traveling in your favorite terrain you find twice as much food as you normally would so that's great for a party that maybe is a little low on coin and needs to afford Mm -hmm. food in the wild if you've got a ranger and you're traveling in their favorite terrain they'll be able to provide enough um and when they're tracking other creatures you're as a ranger you can learn their exact number their sizes and how long ago they passed through the year if you're a party that's that's been that's out on a quest to I don't know slay ten bears something like mm-hmm. that ha 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 Skyrim reference or Elder Scrolls reference whatever if you're if you need to track a wee beastie and you got a ranger you're gonna have a much easier
1: time than just kind of awkwardly fumbling through the wilderness yes but it is important to remember for all our listeners that if you're foraging for food and you find zero two times zero is still zero yes
0: <laughs> yes quick side tangent because it reminds me of something I heard. Apparently, Australian cops are fucking trolls mm-hmm. because the legal drinking limit there, from what I call, it's Australian some countries, cops are absolute trolls because their drinking limit is it's a zero tolerance policy. There is no like you know percentage of blood alcohol, so you have to have zero percent blood alcohol content in order to legally drive. And so their favorite thing to do to new drivers is pull them over, you know, check their eyes and whatever, and they come back and be like you know, and say you're twice the legal limit, and watch them panic as they
1: forget that two times zero is zero. zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, reminds me of that old. Uh, some guys like I've I've fucked twice as many girls as you. Two times zero is still zero. He sunk the entire ship that just he was a captain
0: of. He just, he sunk he sunk the ship he was working on just to kill the captain. Yep. Now as a ranger you can going back to our okay. initial topic. <laughs> as a ranger, you know in addition to your favorite terrain you can also choose a favorite type of enemy, be it you know for example aberrations, beasts, celestials, constructs, dragons, elementals, fey fiends, giants, <laughs> whatever. Um, alternatively you can actually you can also select two races of humanoid such as gnolls and goblins as favorite enemies instead. <laughs> um you have advantage on your wisdom survival checks to them to track them as well as intelligence on checks to recall information o- y- about them um and when you gain this feature you also learn one language of choice that is spoken by your favorite enemies if they have a language at all because if they're your preferred enemies best speak their language yeah just say and then you can also choose an additional favorite enemy as well as associated language now
1: now does that work for bears or like animals
0: I imagine not, Jacob. I imagine that's more the domain of the druid. I mean, now speaking. No, yeah, hold on. Because as a ranger, you can also uh, have a companion owl. Yes. So, Jacob, you are. You can be uh, as a beast master ranger. Yeah. You can have a beast that is no longer no larger than medium and has a challenge raider, rating of one four one-fourth or lower so you know depending on
1: the kind of bear perhaps does it have to be non-sentient or can you choose now now this is an interesting question could you be like i want a gnome that's my is my it says specifically beast jacob and
0: gnomes are humanoid
1: i mean if we're going by 40k definitions no they're...
0: jacob no 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 moving right along i am the
1: ranger and this is my pet Huh. Say hi,
0: Nomi. Uh huh. Uh huh. You are really reminding me of how you got hired here.
1: Uh, yes, you are, Jacob. I don't know how I don't remind you of this every episode, whether it's, you know, asbestos or. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, there are. Range, different specific archetypes. There are some mm-hmm. different range of archetypes. And as the Beastmaster, that's when you can have the companion animals. Yeah. The specific archetypes in at least the D&D 5th edition are the Beastmaster, the Gloomstalker, the Horizon Walker, the Hunter, the Monster Slayer, and the Primeval Guardian. So your Beastmaster is where you're going to get your companion animals. Yeah. Um, That's at 3rd level when you choose the archetype you want to strive to emulate. Um, and you gain additional features at 3rd level and again at 7th, 11th, and 15th depending on how, if you live long enough. Depending on how good a ranger you are,
1: Jacob. You got to go with... Uh, tiny dwarf bear. (laughs) This is my pit. Yeah. Also, just speaking on that topic, you could go really interesting routes with that. Like Mm -hmm. raccoons are tameable. Yes. You only get the one Jacob, so you know. Yeah.
0: And it can it can fight in combat. So maybe have something that's at least decent in combat.
1: My raccoon has rabies.
0: Fair enough. I don't know if that would qualify it for the one you know, one out of four challenge rating, but you know, depends how good a ranger you are. Um now, your ranger again, you're with your favorite mm-hmm. favored uh terrain, whatever you can have the Arctic, the coast, the desert, the forest, grassland, mountain, swamp, or the underdark. Um So I think as far as y- Because we're gonna talk about you know a little bit of rules here and there going forward. Because I realized we probably should to some degree, but ultimately, Jack, we're observing the spirit of the archetype rather than the raw rules. We just have to cater for a little bit. Yes, we listen to listener feedback, and I could hear it in the future, so I figured I'd just do it now before we got it. Yeah. Um. So there's, there's kind of the pre assumption that rangers are land based. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily true. There won't be the same kind of. Uh, naval based as, I don't know the swashbuckling rogue as a pirate it's kind of hard to be a ranger on the ocean right but if you're I don't know lake based like borrowed the bowman yeah you can be a ranger if there's got lots of water obstacles you know sharp rocks something like that in a deep lake mountain lake or some type Go the huck Finn route of you know river ranger sure yeah, You'd, it would require a certain degree of knowing the ebbs and flows of how the river flows I did not mean to rhyme that on purpose Jacob I see the look you're giving me <laughs>
1: I, I was I was more thinking just a ranger you know on his little log raft calling it a ship. yes, this is my vessel mm-hmm. It's a raft It's my ship
0: <laughs> hey. um, now there are uh, as far as like the fantasy, as far as the ranger, ranger can be there's a little bit of leeway for that you know because ranger Ranger can come from all types yeah you know it's not as restricting as. Um, other archetypes might be in terms of who fit best with it, because there can be dwarf rangers as well. Yeah, dwarf rangers, even draw rangers, because it does specifically mention the underdog. And How else it, in. are you going to scout out
1: a new mountain for a fortress? Yeah, um, that's actually speaking on dwarf rangers specifically. That is something you don't see often.
0: Don't see often because well, dwarves usually love to stay in their mountains. Yeah. Now, as far as um fighting styles of ranger, there's different uh particular st- fighting styles you can take um you can take a you, but you can't take a fighting style option more than once even if you later on get to choose again you get your archery fighting style your defense your dueling your two up and fighting your close quarter shooting on in the honor third arcana subtype um also your tunnel fighting yeah that's weird dwarf ranger comes to mind and you excel at defending narrow passages doorways and other tight spaces um and as a bonus action, as a tunnel fighter, you can enter a defensive stance that lasts until the start of your next turn. And while you're in defensive stance, you make you, in your defensive stance, you can make opportunity attacks without using your reaction because mm-hmm. you're a tunnel
1: fighter. Yeah.
0: And it also mentions mariner. As long and as long as you are not wearing heavy armor or using a shield, you have a um, swimming speed and climbing speed equal to your normal speed. Not bad. Yeah, and you gain plus one bonus to your AC value as a mariner. So, yes, there can be aquatic or amphibious rangers.
1: Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see someone do that.
0: Yeah. An amphibious dwarf ranger. Because <laughs> their mountain happens to have a huge, fuck huge river that l- comes from a natural
1: spring lake. Yeah. Glacier spring, spring lake. Oh, God, I'm having flashbacks to Dwarf Fortress of me hitting an aquifer and my entire fortress flooding. <laughs> flooding. And that's where the dwarf mariner ranger comes from. He's the sole survivor of the mountain keep that someone should that someone flooded. Everyone thought he was crazy when he started building a raft. I mean, he was, but but that but that's not why he was building the raft. <laughs> that was probably the most sane thing he's ever done. <laughs> uh, but yes, rangers. I mean, typically from like a stereotypical ranger side, like side of things, you do generally see, like, elf rangers and human rangers.
0: For the most part, Because
1: they're generally your creatures that, you know, you find out in the forest quite often. Right. Um. Other, you know, creatures that people often forget, or, like, humanoid creatures, gnomes. Mm-hmm. Gnome rangers are pretty big just because gnomes are forest dwellers. Like I would also toss gnolls. Gnolls. For sure, because they're,
0: in terms of stylistic choice. Mm-hmm. The way they operate is kind of a Native American-inspired. Yeah. So, they're very much going to be the ranger thing, even though they are, you know, kind of hyena people. In yeah. In terms of appearance, you know, beast G- people. Gnomes. Gnomes, for sure, too. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Wait, did I say gnomes? You
0: just said gnomes, yes. Oh, my God. I mentioned the gnomes, yes. God. Mm-hmm. Sorry,
1: I'm like, I blanked for... It's a morning podcast, yeah.
0: Jacob. It's a morning podcast. They're um, still the
1: most fun to do, though. Sort of.
0: Yes. I mean, they're all fun for us to do, but that's besides the point. Um, now, basically, now as far as what range, race your ranger starts from, that might influence your choice as far as your arch, the archetype yeah. you choose. I can see a, specific, a for example, a gnoll ranger yeah. going with the um, beast master or the hunter or mm-hmm. even the monster slayer archetype, because it kind of si- suits their kind of primal bestial personality in yeah. terms of their. Um, Race mm-hmm. predisposition, but I could see like a gnoll or gnome, for example, can kind of being a gloom stalker or a, or a uh, hunter, I guess as well. Has to, you have to learn beastmaster or as a beast or well. beastmaster to degree, because you know, oh, I'm tiny and small, but there are beasts that are not.
1: Yeah, I could learn to command such creatures. Um, gnome that rides, uh, I, I don't know. I think gnomes are like typically a foot or two tall. Mm-hmm. So, raccoon again mm-hmm. or dog. Oh. A gnome running a wolf would be pretty formidable. I'm trying to decide whether, as a g uh, as a GM, I would allow him to have a dog and ride it as a steed.
0: I don't see why not. It would fit. Per, he would fit fine in terms of weight. Uh, yeah.
1: That'd be fucking hilarious. Now, if
0: you're playing a drow, if you want, if you're doing your best drift mm-hmm. impression, you could sh- certainly be the gloom stalker. Yeah, or you're even, or you know, horizontal a grow a monsters there as well. Because if you come from the inner dark, you need to learn to slay some critters for sure.
1: Or, you know, even going more for, like, you know, goblin rangers are a thing. stalker um, as well, for sure. Ogre ranger would be interesting. It'd be weird. Any Ogre anything except, like, berserker sort of role is kind of weird. But... It's kind of breaking the mold,
0: sure. But, you know, that is all rather in the spirit of Dungeons & Dragons character yeah. creation that we encourage, at least. There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. staying in the mold. The mold is comfortable. It exists for a reason. But, you know, if breaking the mold can be interesting and fun, for sure. Now, as far as elf rangers... Uh, if we're talking Wood Elves, yeah, you're going to see the Primeval Guardians for sure. Guarding the sacred h- woods and glades and stuff
1: mm-hmm. like that. Dark Elves as well. E- for sure. Like even more so than just normal Elves because mm-hmm. Dark Elves typically are a little less... Uh, Friendly. S- yeah, and society bound. Mm-hmm. There's a bit more of a strict hierarchy there. Yeah.
0: Matriarchy, actually. Yeah. Um, But you're human rangers. Yeah, you are spoiled for choice as far as... Yeah, it just comes. It comes down to
1: character backstory. Personally, a lot of my favorite archetype human ranger types. Um, for one, you have your like Viking ranger sort. Yes, you know.
0: Yeah, as far as backstories go and inspiration, mm-hmm. um, again, humans human types are sport for choice the most out of anyone because well, we have the most. Real world examples Example, to, draw, yeah. to draw from. No, um, that's not to say that other races can't draw from real world human examples mm-hmm. as well. It just it, come, it comes more naturally.
1: Exactly. You don't have to connect as many, quite as many dots. Um, other favorites. Um, this one don't see too common, but you know, a person that was part of the military faction of whatever land you come from, because mm-hmm. as another kind of defining role of a ranger is they're good scouts. Yes. They're,
0: that's a great segue into overlap in terms of synergy with other party yeah. members, or other character archetypes. And we'll talk. We'll try to focus on the ones that we talked about so far and give examples mm-hmm. of ones to come. Um, but Rangers have a lot of synergy with a lot of different party members. So yeah. Very much a lot of synergy with the bar, uh, the mm-hmm. Barbarian. Definitely a lot of synergy with the Rogue because there's similar mentalities for both. Um, similar capabilities for the Rogue and the Ranger in terms of um, fighting style and kind of being more light on your feet. Yeah. The the ranger and the barbarian could certainly get along in terms of attitude towards, I don't know, monster hunting or mm-hmm. just hunting in general or being a beast master. Um, as far as the paladin goes, though, you could get along with your party paladin well enough as a primeval guardian. You know, you're yeah. dedicated to guarding and being the guardian thereof of your chosen area. That I could see you getting along with the party paladin quite well. And as far as getting along with your bard, well, I mean, what better, tale,
1: what better fodder for bard tails than being a hunter or monster hunter? Yeah. Very true. Now, with with role-playing and group synergy, uh, I'd like to mention, you know, you know, the general idea for rangers is like, oh, they're out in the woods all the time, so they're going to be antisocial. That is not the case. You can, you know, very well play a non-socially outcast ranger who works well with people. He's a per- perfectly capable people person. He just prefers the wilds.
0: Again, I'll point, yeah. I'll point to Aragorn. He was kind of the people person of that party for, you know, when Gandalf wasn't around. He had plenty of fine
1: social skills. Yeah. There's nothing saying that a ranger can't. And, you know, if you want to play something that's pretty interesting, charismatic ranger is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, a man, he, he spends a lot of time in the wild, but, you know, he he misses social interaction. He has to come back to town and no. drink and have fun. He needs a base of operations, and he likes social company. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also like to see, like, you know, a lot of people, they're always like, oh, my ranger is the best marksman. You know, you don't always have to be, like, the top marksman in the land as well. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, uh, you know, one of the stereotypes of rangers is they are your Robin Hood. They're your the, be- the best of the mm-hmm. best.
0: Splitting an arrow down the middle with, an, you know, with yeah. your own. Like, okay, that's... That trope exists
1: because of Robin Hood like that, and that's definitely a trope and an archetype for ranger, but it doesn't have to be that way. No. I mean, your ranger – like, I, I always view rangers as people that are, you know, jacks of all trades. They're going to be good with a bow, but mm-hmm. they're going to be just as good with a knife. They need, right. you know, all – They, they view... need to be
0: able to pull their weight, but they don't mm-hmm. necessarily need to excel. Exactly. Um – much more so than other kind of jack of all trades, because the barbarian isn't very much of a jack of all trades. He's very much a combat, a melee specialist. Yeah. The rogue isn't necessarily a melee specialist, but they definitely lean towards the range specialty. Whereas the ranger kind of is the middle ground between the two. Yeah. At least in my opinion, as far as I understand how the archetype of a ranger character, mm-hmm. you know, they can do both well enough. They're not going to excel in either, but they can hold their own.
1: Yeah. They're they're your manly men, or you know, you know, just. They're your outdoorsmen. Yeah, your complete outdoorsmen who are good with whatever they do. Right. Now, if we're talking
0: D&D tropes, especially D&D 5th edition, you know, there is spellcasting for everyone, sure. Mm-hmm. A form of spellcasting for everyone, sure. And the rangers have that as well. You know, you got your gloomstalker, your horizon walker. Um, but, I mean, again, he doesn't have to be the best because he's just not going to be. Yeah. The ranger will be able to hold his own, and that's fine. He... And I feel like that's, a lot of, that's something that even the specialists kind of lose sight of you like yes i'm very good at melee but you don't have to be the best in the party at melee if everyone's just competent you'll do
1: fine yeah much much like laying bricks like each you know each team member is is a different brick rangers i i feel very strongly are the you know the caulk or whatever you uh like the cement filler that go between the bricks they fill the cracks of a party and kind of hold things together right because when it comes down to it you might not have a party member for some random skill that you need, like, you know, setting a trap. Like, you might not have a rogue, you might have a paladin, wizard, but. If you've got a ranger, you, you got have a ranger. at least
0: an option. Yeah. It is not going to be the top tier option, but it's going to be an option. Yeah. Like, if you want to launch in a surprise attack, if you're like, I don't know, if you're contracted as mercenaries, whatever, mm-hmm. you got a, and you've got a ranger in your party, if you've got a gloom stalker, they're at third level, they can become a dread ambusher. So have the rest of the party stay, you know, have Ranger teach them how to stay in cover like that. Mm-hmm. You know, pass it by your GM. Just like, hey, I've concealed them against me being able to see where they are from the point where we're going to be ambushing. I'll fire the as the Dread Ambusher. Um, they're, they've, you know, you got your Iron Mind, which is a wisdom check. You're getting proficiency, in wisdom saving throws. So you've got a defense against magic, even as mm-hmm. a Boomstalker. Um, and... It, You've got a night vision option. You At third level as a gloomstalker, you gain dark vision um, out to a range of 60 feet. 60? Yeah. I've got my glasses on. I still can't. I need some I need umbral sight. <laughs> uh, but if you've already got dark vision from your race, its range is increased, increased by 30 feet. You've got an option that does for traveling at night that doesn't require a torch. Yeah. I mean, and it, it, make, it makes a lot of sense. And you're also adept at evading creatures mm-hmm. that rely on dark vision. So if you're in a situation where your party's holding their own but they but you need but they need some you know someone to go do something else while they buy a time and they need that person to be able to be sneaky and you don't have a party ro- rogue or someone else that can conceal themselves if you've got a gloomstalker ranger in your party they can do it while in darkness you are invisible to any creature that relies on dark vision to see you in that darkness
1: you have your ranger strip clothes cover himself in mud and fucking <laughs> uh-huh. hunt the creature back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sure 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 <laughs> Oh God! I just, I just thought of the predator when you're like night vision. I'm like, I know where that's I not have night to take vision, this. Jacob. That's thermal. I know. He also had night
0: vision. He had night vision and thermal. He had lenses. I'll give you. I'll give it to you. Fine. Fine. <laughs> fine. 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 I'll take it. As reluctant as it is, technically, i Technically, you are correct. The best kind of correct. But yes, your ranger will feel a lot of roles. He won't be the best at it, but it'll give your party an option. Yeah. And that I feel is. What a lot of people kind of miss out on, mm-hmm. the purpose, the function of a ranger. He gives the party an option for kind of generally anything that comes along. It won't be the best. It'll be a good option because it's better than no option. Now, the one thing that the ranger, even in D- D&D, for that from what I can tell doesn't really have is a lot of attack magic going mm-hmm. for him. But that's not really the thing. He's out the mage. Yeah. He can have things that can augment his ability to do range damage mm-hmm. as far as giving advantage to his ranged attacks, doing additional damage or just... Being able to strike from further ranges by spell, spell augmentation, whatever. Or as a Beastmaster, having a animal companion based on more range. If you've got, a, I don't know, a large bird, of prey, a raptor, yeah. you know, a hawk, an eagle, or some such. that's an option. Mm-hmm. The point is, it's an option. You, you can even fill the role of a Druid as a Beastmaster. Yeah. To a degree, because you can forge for you know healing herbs and balms and like to create that sort of thing. And has the animal companion route of it. Yeah. Which can also technically be seen as seen as a form of familiar but it's a you know whatever
1: yeah point is ranger fills a lot of shoes and hey if you uh, if you choose a falcon or you know a bird of prey you have a very good in with any local nobility
0: yes yes you do falconry
1: was very very popular and, at the time and
0: regardless of the animal type since it obeys your command and can mm-hmm. take action stuff like that you can team up with the party bard and put on a street show to earn your party coin. Very true.
1: Yes, Even and. hey, that's even more lending to the go a charismatic, a charismatic ranger.
0: Yes, if you want a multi class, for sure. Like there, if you're in a you know a group or a setting that you know allows you kind of multi class, like hey, I'm going to be a ranger that's also a bard, whatever. Taking that specific example, you know, let your bard side come out if you're the beast master kind of ranger. Mm-hmm. A, you know, a dog that does very good tricks like have a dog that you're a wolf whatever you can stand on all fours, whatever or if your gm will allow it based on the creature size you've got a type of bear put it in a vest and put it put a fez hat on it whatever and have it walk around you know do bear tricks whatever or if you can really convince the gm stick it on a unicycle i've got a pet russian
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, bears on unicycles every single one that's (laughs) maybe the gm will allow you to have monkey too. get a little music box yeah, have i an organ grinder monkey
0: and you think and they think that it's the monkey that's very well trained. It's like, no, but you've just it is your it's you being a beastmaster, you've soul bonded with it, you're just commanding it. No. It's not a matter of training. It's you you've bent it to your will.
1: You know, every time you say beastmaster, I still can't get Darkest Dungeon out of me because there's a character, the Houndmaster, mm-hmm. which honestly isn't like not a bad idea like you know a very you know ranged attack oriented well not ranged attack but like you, you use your dog as a weapon
0: mm-hmm. and so no as a beast master, you absolutely yeah. can in your combat in your active phase if, it's, if you're capable of making an attack action your beast companion 100 can as well mm-hmm. in your stead and i think at a certain level i can't you can also you can make an attack and then you have a second you know second action option you can have your beast make an attack as well
1: yeah um another side of the ranger that you know, not it. It isn't probably as common as like the beast master or the, the hunter. Yeah, like the the huntsman, the the man who goes out. Spe- like he is a forest man because he hunts, and mm. he like whether it's like a fur trapper or you know, of the like. Mm. I mean, you kind of get the hunter, but. You could always go with more of a like big game hunter kind of character, and and that kind of goes to the slayer class. I mean, the monster slayer. Yeah. Yeah. Good segue into it. Mm -hmm. I tried. I I, I tried. It's best thing. I understand.
0: I'm the one with the laptop, and you're not right now, Jacob. I understand.
1: I get it. So. But
0: yeah, and as far as inspiration for the huntsman go Mm -hmm. goes, uh, there's a lot of. Uh, literary and pop culture inspiration. I don't know, like, the Huntsman from Snow White. Yeah. Or, the Huntsman that comes along and saves a little red riding just as a starting point if you want an example thereof. Yeah. Or if you're playing more of a, uh, morally dubious ranger. hmm There's no one who does moral, ambigu morally dubious better than Gaston. Oh my god, you, uh, you, those of you at home, I'll, Allow you to pause pause our podcast and go listen to the, you know, like Gaston song. No one
1: drinks like Gaston. Yes, yes, yes. I now really want to play Gaston character.
0: You've got the doctor, Jacob. Yeah. Just saying. Yes, I understand. I understand.
1: Literally name him Gaston, too. Do it.
0: Please do it. Just once the doctor character arc has done, his yeah, of course, for sure, yes.
1: Slightly multi-classing into bard, so every time at the party, <laughs> <it's>... everyone <laughs> <No laughs> I... shreds on the loot like Gaston. I will, I will legitimately learn the entire song, and make new lyrics as well. because that fits your
0: character specifically. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm writing. I'm writing this down for later. <laughs> Oh, that's going to turn out
0: horribly for your party members. I'd say I'm sorry, but we both know I'm not Jacob. Yeah. Um, Your Horizon Walker Ranger, though, is very much more on your spellcaster end of things. Mm -hmm. um, Because it's got protection from evil and good, weirdly enough, at third level. Misty Step, Haste, Banishment, and Teleportation Circle in terms of magical ability. You can detect portals. You're a planar warrior at third level. As a bonus action, you can choose one creature you can see within 30 feet of you. And The next time you hit that creature on this turn with weapon attack, all damage dealt by the attack becomes force damage. And the creature takes an extra 1d8 force damage from the attack. And when you're 11th level, this class, the extra damage increased to 2d8. You get your ethereal step at 7th level, which is uh, you can cast etherealness with this feature without expending a spell slot. But the spell mm. ends at the end of your current turn. Um, you can only use this feature once per short or long rest. Just that. And then you got your distance strike, which is uh, when you make an attack action, you can teleport up to 10 feet before each attack action to an unoccupied space that you can see. So, you know, kind of a dash. Mm -hmm. Since, you know, it allows you to close distance, specifically up to 10 feet, quickly. Um, And if you attack at least two different creatures with that action, you can make one additional attack with it against a third creature. Mm -hmm. Kind of a... That'd be definitely go with the ambush. With if you're in your own sort of way of an ambush, if you're more of an up close and personal fighter, go up and well use your distance strike at eleventh, le- well eleventh level. But you know, just saying, depends on how quickly your party's leveling.
1: Yeah, that's that could be pretty useful. I could see that kind of playing out several different ways. But yeah, you know I- how I could see it playing out, Jacob, you know, as an ambush.
0: Well, hello there. Obi Wan Kenobi style.
1: General Kenobi.
0: Hello there, General (laughs) Kenobi. Uh, Make no mistake, kids. The prequels are terrible, but they make for great memes. Oh God, yeah, they do. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's a lot of different. Again, because the ranger is so multifaceted, there's a lot of different options. There really is. Um, Again, from archetype, just from character uh, inspiration for tropes. But that's where you're going to have the most fun with your ranger Mm -hmm. is the backstory. Yeah. Because rangers don't just crop up out of a hole in the ground. No. They go wandering out in the wilds for some reason. Your GMs, if they are good GMs, will hold you to to a backstory of more than my character is a peerless outdoorsman because he loves being out in the wild. It's like, but why? Why does he he prefer the wild? What makes him such a good outdoorsman? What drove
1: him there? Fur trapping is a good trade. And that's honestly enough. Yeah, that really is. Honestly, if if you come to me with hunting is good money, you're not wrong. And it's a re- and it's a completely reasonable answer. It was this, or my pop was gonna send me to the blacksmith, and who? I don't like working a forge all day. Right. You don't need the you know. Oh, I'm. the I, I had a I, twisted, fate fated childhood where my parents were killed by a tree. This, and, you, and you yeah. don't need, you know, need
0: as complex of a backstory as, oh, I'm the heir to an entire kingdom in hiding from exile from the great overarching evil that is Sauron, like Aragorn's got. You don't yeah. need that. It's fun, yeah. but man, you really got to commit to a large backstory and character growth with that one. Um, kind of set yourself on a kind of predetermined trajectory there. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with it. And I feel like a lot of teams would at least enjoy having an
1: homage to Aragorn in their party. Mm-hmm like honestly if if you role play it well and you know you're not just being a complete like loner mm-hmm. I'm completely fine with however you want to play a ranger because yeah. Rangers really are the jack-of-all trades and they kind of a lot of times no matter what you do with a ranger it kind of embodies that they have the the wisdom of nature because they're absolutely. outside all the time
0: mm-hmm.
1: I absolutely agree with this yeah.
0: Which is where it would give them a lot of room to pal up with the druid, for one. Not just as a beastmaster, but just as a personality type. I see a lot of synergy between druids and rangers through naturals, what they are. Just the natural, what they both are. Mm -hmm. They both love the outdoors. They both love nature. Now, depending on the type of druid, I don't know if they would particularly get along with a hunter. Just saying. So kind of more of the hippie druid, like, I love all animals, love, you know, living things, I feel as like so, whatever. And, as guts a, a rabbit. <laughs> yeah. But that could lead to the way for role-playing aspect with, with contention in the party. Yeah. They need to reconcile with one another and learn to respect, like, yes, you
1: love all things that grow and all things that have life, blah, 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 but we need to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat what my food eats. Ron Swanson would make another good ranger. In his own weird way, yes. At least in terms of mentality,
0: for sure. Yeah, yeah. Runs on some parks and recreation, for sure.
1: And also, you know, since it since they're rangers, you know, it's often you know a very bow centric thought of class, but you don't necessarily have to go with a bow. No, I'd be just as happy seeing a ranger taking like a boar spear or something, or a throwing, or just a throwing weapon as a whole. Yeah, you no. Know, a couple of small throwing hand axes
0: or throwing daggers, throwing knives. Um, probably not a crossbow because those are a bit more mechanical and require at least a little more upkeep. Yeah. And aren't as uh, friendly to fitting through the tight space between the dense trees and foliage and like that. They're also... The bow on the cross, the bow arms on the crossbow will get caught on stuff, Jacob.
1: They they tend to be a lot heavier too, which this as well. doesn't make good for a good packing. And the lighter the ones aren't as heavy. Well, they're not going to be very good. Mm-hmm personally what i I'd, I'd love to see cuz we've we've kind of done this like every you know my my ideal ranger to play mm-hmm. i'd love to do a fur trapper like off the you know 17 1800s american exp- exploration mm-hmm. Whereas, you know just as much as a mapper as a fur trapper as a survivalist yes 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 cuz those guys were fucking badass they the one who you know got got left for dead by a bear they they uh mm-hmm. they did the movie Leonardo. Caprio, yes, yeah, that movie, the *Revenant*. I think it the is The *Revenant*. Yeah, yeah, where it, it's a story about a you know true story of a man that sewed his own scalp on with his own hair. Mm-hmm. That's there's rangers can be brutally metal awesome. as fuck. Yeah, they can be,
0: um, in their own sort of way, they kind of are by default. Yeah, Because they have the beam? But there's a lot of leeway with the rangers, so it yeah. will be so the *Revenant*
1: story be your ideal ranger in terms of just bad attitude. And, and you know I like the fur trapping
0: yeah and the fur side trapping. of it because mm-hmm.
1: it's not it's not your expert marksman they're not you know your like for, forest guru mm-hmm. but
0: they know the land well to be able to navigate it they yeah. know exactly where their prey is going to be to set the proper traps
1: also depending on the time period a musket too as certainly or the, be... even just the,
0: the setting that you're playing in for sure yeah yeah
1: because that'd be cool hmm um and and one of the nice things about rangers too is they're pretty much ubiqu- uh, ubiquitous across every game. You're there's some classes you know that might come and go depending on what game you're playing, what setting, or just the way that the updates flow. Yeah, but the rangers are always the ranger types mm-hmm. are always there. I mean, you even have them in Dark Heresy with uh the Imperial Guard specifically. Um, you can take what's called survivalist mm-hmm. and um it allows you to live off the land. You consume, mm-hmm. you know, you you choose, a much like the ranger from D&D, you can choose a preferred environment. Mm-hmm. Preferred um, enemy. Yeah, and you... Yep. It basically lessens the severity of... Because dark heresy is brutal. Um, Like, if you choose cold, you're from Valhalla, mm-hmm. you don't freeze to death right away. Right. Which, now, th- speaking of... Because I had this thought. Speaking
0: of, you know, your preferred terrain, since you can pr- choose your preferred prey, and, this, and that could also include humanoid creatures, that allows for a great deal of synergy with the assassin-type rogues. Yeah. If you are got, become adept at uh, pursuing and tracking, particularly humanoid classes, humanoid races, and your rogues encounter quite a bit of them as well, you can either swap stories or mm-hmm. lend a objective but professional eye. You can have a ranger that uh, dabbles in the, assassins, in the assassin employment range if they got preferred yeah. any or, again, from the uh, military scout point of view, you mm-hmm. can choose goblins as yeah. your preferred prey. If you're in an area that comes to blows with goblin tribes quite a bit, you learn to track them. You have a preferred enemy against goblins them. Goblins are like fucking pigeons. They're everywhere. Yes, yeah, so you probably should be at least more above average competent fighting them. Yeah. If you're a ranger.
1: It's not that hard to fight goblins.
0: Just saying, Jacob. Yeah. Also depends on the, what kind of uh, setting your DM is running. True. Because there are some some DMs that, they're you know, the combat encounters are meant to be a challenge, so even things that should be easy are not. Just for the sake of it being a challenge and it being fun. There are some DMs that run their combat encounters is yes, you're in combat and everything is just as dangerous as you are.
1: Have fun. If you're an asshole, if your GM's an asshole like me and loves the D100 system, uh-huh. oh boy.
0: Yep. God,
1: fuck it. Yep. The, I've, I've, I don't think I've really strayed away from the D100 system since I found it. I like it. Well... Because I imagine it appeals to just the easy-to-keep-track-of
0: nature that is um, the metric system.
1: Yeah. we're It's a little less... Our minds are more of a base 10 sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. But a
0: quick you note know, down the whole, like, you know, you'll see Rangers everywhere, because you always need the survivalist. Yeah. No matter what the setting be, it futuristic, sci-fi, whatever, high or low fantasy, or even alternative real-world history or real-world history settings in terms of role-playing games, you will always need the survivalist. Yeah. You always will. There will always be a place for a survivalist character, and there, so that means there will always be a place for a ranger type character.
1: Yeah, and it's important because a lot, like in real life, there's always going to be you know that one person who's just good at surviving, mm-hmm.
0: living off the land, navigating it, what have you. Austin,
1: <laughs>
0: being very angry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> ranger berserker. <laughs> anyway. That that would be fun. Anyway, yes, yes, it would. Um, but anyway. Anything further that you'd like to add to the Um, ranger archetype, Jacob, before we wrap it on up? I mean, I will say that this is just an initial kind of baseline explanation of character archetypes. We'll revisit these in the future if we encounter anyone who is prone to playing these character types to get a more experienced take on these.
1: Yeah. A couple other, like, small things I'd like to add. Of course. Um, If you don't have a healer, rangers are great because like we've talked about territory
0: you know, they can find an abundance of healing items not only that natural healing items, but
1: um generally rangers you know they they won't do the best job but they make for they'll be able to keep you alive until they find yeah. someone who will because that's kind of you know the survivalist aspect absolutely of the ranger which is absolutely pretty awesome um, I've personally any out- party
0: without a healer though is not
1: one long for the world, Jacob. So you maybe don't put that burden at the ranger's foot. <laughs> a, a ranger who very quickly becomes a combat medic, right? Like, okay, fine.
0: But Jacob, remember the combat medic isn't there to save your life. He's just to make you more there to make you more comfortable
1: while you die. Yeah. God. <laughs> my uh, my only war campaign when. Like, hmm. When, uh, when I told that to one of the group members, since he was flipping through the Imperial Guard Codex for... How do I fix you? Your job isn't to fix them. Just make them more comfortable while they die. Because the, the Imperial Guardsman's... Uplifting up, uh, Primer. Yeah, the Uplifting Primer. The medical section. It's like a page. Mm-hmm. And it it's more or less boils down to Motrin and a clean pair of socks and tourniquets.
0: Pretty much. Oh... Uh, But a ranger will do a bit better of a job than that. Yeah. They will at least attempt to save your life. Funny enough... They actually won't give one shit about your comfort in the process either.
1: Yeah. I've I've never really played a ranger, even though I've always loved it as a class. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of the thing with me is I like really unique character designs, and I feel if I played a ranger, it would be... Too much gray area? a, A little bit too much gray. But honestly, like, I don't know. Just me personally in real life, I... I always do like the jack of all trades thing, mm-hmm. and again. So when you say, synergize I never, with I never
0: that. really, you know, you know, never really leaned toward the ranger. Character. I, you know, I was like, you, you're the outdoorsman out of here at Shieldwall, more than some of the others, barring their past military mm-hmm. service, or whatever. Like you, just seem like the ranger type.
1: Yeah, I,
0: but then once you quantified with, you know, like the and the ranger seems like too much gray area. Then it made sense, sure. But that to another mm-hmm. segment. We'll wrap up on this because we're running a little long. Yeah. The Ranger, you know, it's a good baseline. You can play just a baseline ranger, but it leads to it there is a lot of ways kind of a lot of room for hybridization mm-hmm. to it. And you can have the Druid which can de- which one hundred percent have a little bit of Ranger inspiration in terms of just being knowledgeable about certain areas of wilderness and animals and beasts and what have you. Yeah. Um and the Ranger can have a lot of hybridization with the barbarian. My mm-hmm. past barbarian was you know very much at his core the barbarian, but due to his backstory of being raised by Knolls but definitely was that those arrivals could live off the land. Yeah. Could track, all that sort of thing, sure. And, again, the bard, if you're the beast master and you got a trained pet and doing the street mm-hmm. shows and everything like that, absolutely there. There's a lot of room for hybridization as a ranger. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like the ranger is too big but you like the general
1: appeal, hybridize with it. True. Very true. And it's, it's one of those things, like, as well, is, like, if I don't choose something at the start, I'm going to go the entire game of just being completely jack-of-all-trades. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes that can work for groups, like yeah. being really shitty, but being able to do everything mm-hmm. can it can work moderately
0: well. Yeah, like a party of rangers who just they refuse to shoot. If we're playing in D and D, yeah, if they just refuse to choose an archetype, or just having a group of par- a party of just all rangers that all mm-hmm. pick a specific archetype, and is all of the ranger archetypes coming together as Voltron? Oh my God, the Power Rangers literally in the name. So have yes, a party of nothing but rangers then you all choose one of their archetypes. They
1: all have to wear different color cloaks. Obviously, Jacob. Come on. What is this? Amateur hour? God, that would be fucking hilarious. Uh, new ideas for campaigns. I get a new idea, I swear every single time we sit down on the mics. Every si- I I love coming up with ideas for campaigns. I love role playing in general. It's uh-huh.
0: Yep. Anyway, anyway. Thank you all so very much for listening to yet another episode of General Nerd Sense. And wherever you're listening to us, too, be it iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, podcast wherever, do not forget to subscribe if you are not subscribed already. And if you have any t- suggestions for future episodes of General Nerd Sense, be it character archetypes or, con- or ideas that you'd like to hear us talk about on our creature feature, whatever whatever have you, or ideas for Loose
1: Spruce or Lore Council, head on over to our Facebook page, Shield Hall Productions
0: at Facebook.com. Oh.
1: Or hit us up on Twitter at the official SWP, whether or not you want to talk about rangers or any cool rangers you you played or you know cool stories of parties you've been a part of or just want to shoot the shit and talk i'm more than happy to do that as well
0: indeed and until next time dear listeners we shall catch you another time
1: doodles